Hey, how's everybody doing? How about our, our parents and adults? Do you feel 10 years younger yet? <laughs> oh, man. I love that song, and I, I love the lights I, I've loved this week. And uh, I want you just to stay up here because we've got some uh, things. And the scripture reading this morning is one of the places in the Bible where youth and children are mentioned specifically. So, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll have time for that later. All right. We are, uh, we're back to the day of Pentecost. And I said Pentecost isn't just a day, it's a season. And we are in the season of Pentecost. And this is uh, what happened after, remember last time I was here a while ago, and we started our summer season, even though you might not have known it, which is fired up. We're going through the book of Acts, and we talked about opening the windows and letting the Spirit blow new life into us, into our hearts and lives this morning. So this continues, and we're looking at hearts on fire. And Peter stands up, and the crowd, because people are so passionate, the the crowd thinks that they're tipsy. Wow, they're having so much fun, people think they're tipsy. Rarely do they accuse that of uh, Emmanuel that Sunday morning. So maybe we can just sort of spear it up a little bit, all right? So... um, uh, uh, tipsy with the spirit. All right, so Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what the prophet Joel said. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show signs and wonders in the heaven and the signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Wow. That is, uh, is amazing. Well, as I said, we had an amazing week of VBS, and uh, I, I love all of our youth. You guys are so amazing. I don't know if you realize that or not, right? And uh, we had pizza, we had slime, all kinds of stuff, but we had these great Bible stories. And yes? Go ahead. <laughs> We're focused on nachos, man. He, he belongs, you, you belong here in Emmanuel. We love food, okay? So all kinds, and nachos is part of that. Uh, but now we're looking at a little spiritual food. But uh, what I want to say is that uh, BBS is an exciting part of the church because this is the future of our church. You look around at our, at our young people, and we want to pour our lives and our love into these young people, and they have something to teach us, too. And I think Peter really opens the door to that this morning in this uh, great story as he continues on the day of Pentecost. And we'll be walking through the, the book of Acts, which is an exciting, exciting book. And it's about action, the action of the Holy Spirit, the action of the early church, and invites us into allowing the Spirit to work in our hearts and lives. Young and old, boys and girls, men and women, all of us, every race, every place. And so, we're fired up and we're thinking about uh, we're thinking about hearts on fire and the first thing I want to think about is hearts on fire with passion passion wow look at someone next to you and say how's your passion this morning oh no no that was about as unpassionate as I could possibly 
Imagine. All right, turn to someone next to you. Well, I hope that wasn't your spouse you whispered that to you. All right, so turn to someone and say, how's your passion? And say, how's my passion? That feels good. Did you guys do it too? You guys try it. How's your passion? How's your passion? All right. How's my passion? All right. Wow. <clears throat> in fact, these guys, these men and women in the upper room, it wasn't just the 12. It was this whole group of people that were up there. And they were having so much fun, and it wasn't just the spirit, but people said, wow, these people must be tipsy, tipsy. And we even had, uh, we didn't have Bloody Marys or mimosas or whatever. And, and Peter said, no, 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 they're, they're tipsy with the spirit this morning, right? And I think for our own lives, sometimes we need to recapture the passion. And there's no better time and place to do that than when you're with youth. Now, I know if you're like a lot of us volunteers, that you might, after spending a week with our youth, you might feel a little tired. <laughs> Marianne, what do you think? Dr. Science? No, no. Mary Alice? Maybe. No, of course not. But I, I know some of you, and I see you on social media too with your grandkids as well as your kids, and you know, there's nothing like kids to kind of just help us to go the second mile to be full of passion and love and grace. And the church is about our young people, all right? And uh, we will all want to be, you know, happy in our comfort zone too, but we always need to make room for our youth. And so a big part of it is just to see their passion. Wow. I mean, they might not have as much wisdom as, uh, as some of us, but they have passion and they can teach us a lot about passion. And, you know, you can recapture your passion. Do you know that? And, and one way is to hang around our youth, right? And to eat nachos and, and you know, hang out <laughs> and play with slime, all right? Uh, but our worship needs to be passionate. Now, I know that we worship in different ways, you know, and there's different ways to be passionate. You can be passionate when you're, when you're quiet, and you can be passionate, of course, we know when you're loud. And I've seen you guys at the Aviators game, and you're passionate. You know how to yell and scream. And uh, i got to tell you that when we get to our eternal home, all of that is going to be part of worship applause, silence, music of every different kind, that our passion is there. And so I want to challenge you to look at our youth, to try to capture some of their passion, and to pour your passion into them because you care about their future. The second thing is uh, about hearts on fire is vision, all right? And, and this is what it says here. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see vision. Old men will dream dreams. Wow. So... I just say old men and women will dream dreams. What about dreams? Dreams are, are good. Sometimes dreams are about the future. Dreams can be about the future or the past. What about vision for young boys and girls? Vision is always forward-looking. Vision is always forward-looking. And so if you don't have vision, you might have dreams, some of them about the past. But if you need vision, then you need to look down here and around at our young people. And think about the future, the future that God has for you. And God in that moment, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, was breathing in to these people in the upper room. And we'll see through all the early church, young and old, men and women, every people from races, different races, places, God was pouring in a new vision of what the church was all about. And the church was all about that all of us have a ministry, right? And uh, you might not be the pastor, right? But you all have a, a ministry. You all have a gift. Discover your gift. 
Discover what God wants you to do and, and use your gift. Don't envy somebody else's gift, all right? Use your own gift, right? God's got a lane for you, man. Just take off in that lane. Grow in that lane. Grow in the spirit. And when we all do that together, exciting things can happen. I hope that's part of your vision for Emmanuel and the church globally, the things that we can do, making our world or community a better place, allowing God's spirit to work in all of us. Now, one of those um, people that's not young, right? do you remember Moses, the story of Moses this week, right? What happened with Moses? Do you remember Moses? Yes. Um, he was talking to a burning bush. He was talking to a burning bush. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, good. All right. Is that what, yes, story. Yes, he did. Right. All right. Well, first thing, I, I just want to remind you, and, and Moses started out really being called by God when he was a young person, okay, when he was just a baby. Some remember that. But when God called him, remember how old he was? You're close. 80. 80. Wow. I'll take 85, though. 80, so if you're uh, 90, you might have an excuse, but if you're in the 80s or lower, no excuse. God might have a fresh vision for you, right? And the first thing is to see the burning bush, right? What kind of flame is God igniting before you? Yes, sir, nachos, right? <laughs> Flaming hot nachos, right? <laughs> We're talking about vision, though. Did you have? No, okay. Uh, what kind of vision does God lifting up to you, sort of lighting a candle in the night or even a, a burning bush. And, but Moses, you know, there's may have been other burning bushes, but Moses had the vision, if you will, to go forward to the bush and to listen to the whisper of God as God called him. And, and what happened when God called Moses? Did Moses say, I'm ready? He said, I can't do that. He, that's right. Good. How many have ever said, I can't do that when God asked you to do something? Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, because God likes to stretch us, right? And God likes to call us to do something that we can't do on our own because we need to depend on God's spirit to help us. And then we grow, and then we grow in our spirit and in our gifts and talents. And so where is God calling you? Now, Moses did amazing things. He said, well, I can't speak. I'm, I'm slow of tongue. I stutter. Uh, and, then, and then God called someone to his side, and then Moses talked, never stopped talking, all right? So, uh, but you never know what your gifts and talents are because God likes to stretch us and help us to grow. So I hope that both the young and old, boys, girls, men, women, everyone will capture a fresh vision as we look at the book of Acts this, um, this summer. And, uh, oh, yeah, they're speaking of getting younger uh, there's Brenda with uh, the hat with a bird on it. I mean, man, if you don't feel younger, just see. Look at Brenda. She's 10 years young, maybe 20 years younger. She's got it, right? So, and, and uh, Dr. Science, uh, pouring heart into that. So, uh, passion, vision, and then finally, most importantly, love. Love, all right? Love is the most important thing, and it is one of our little lights up here. Love. God calls us to love. And one of the things that Peter calls, if you look to the rest of this scripture verse, we don't have time to read it all, but I challenge you to read the whole chapter, is that Peter talks about going to all people in all places and following Jesus' great commission to all of us to go and spread the good news of God's love, shown to us in Christ that Christ loved us enough to give us life that we would know forgiveness. And then we see the power of Christ's resurrection, and we know the promise of eternal life and that God can get us through anything in life. And other people... Wherever they are, they need the good news of God's love. Have you ever felt 
unloved. Does anyone beside me ever feel unloved? Yeah. I mean, it's not a good feeling, right? People need to know that God loves them. No matter what they've done, no matter what wrongs they've done or failures or shortcomings, no matter what challenge they're facing, people need the good news that God loves them and God cares for them, that they're valued in His sight and all of us are part of God's love. Do you, you remember the story this week of the four friends? Anyone remember the four friends? Actually, five friends, but four. Yes, what was it? Go ahead. Yeah, Kalia remembers it because she was lying down here, right, hiding. I saw her before it all started. She like she did a good job laying there for a while and then surprised everybody. But four friends were carrying their friend to Jesus <clears throat> because he was paralyzed. He couldn't walk, and they carried him on a on a cot. They got to the house, and the house was packed. It was too full, right? I mean, they couldn't even get in through the, the door, and so they were so determined. They cared about their friend so much. They loved them so much that they climbed up on the roof, hoisted him up there, cut a hole in the roof. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if that happened in Emmanuel? People would go crazy. <laughs> the roof, we just, we just repaired the roof. So uh, they cut a hole in the roof, and uh, Jesus is there, and plaster is falling, or whatever is falling, roof is falling, and then they, all of a sudden they start lowering him down. And, uh, and they're, they're peeking down through the roof, and there's Jesus. And Jesus stopped everything because Jesus cared enough. And Jesus saw the love of his friends. Right, And then he looked at this man and he said, your sins are forgiven. And he also healed him. And Jesus says, it says, Jesus saw the faith of his friends. Right? And sometimes you think, well, what can I do for my friends? Well, you can help them believe in some sense. We have to believe on our own. But your faith in reaching out to them, God sees that and God honors that. And I think that's so powerful that we have that much love that we're willing to, you know, carry our friends. Sometimes you've got to carry your friends on your shoulder, right? We can't all do it alone, right? How many have ever needed a friend to come around you and put an arm around you and give you, right, a, a boost, right? You may not be able to carry them necessarily. Sometimes you can, right, is to, is to carry them and to care about them. And, man, we all need to help shoulder each other's burdens and challenges and to share the love of God. And when we do that exciting things will happen, right? And you might, this morning, uh, not realize that the person next to you is carrying a burden that's just too heavy for them alone. And you can help them with that burden. You can remind them that God loves them. It isn't just my words, but your words of encouragement, your prayer in the spirit that can encourage and, and touch someone. So today, as we think about Vacation Bible School, and it doesn't end here. I'm going to say that, okay? So we try every year to bring more and more VBS into Sunday school. And uh, so we're going to be doing crafts. We're going to be doing stories. We're going to be having fun. We're going to be doing the music and excitement. Yes, sir. Yes, again. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, hey, how about that? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, and we can do that. Sometimes it isn't physically lifting, it's spiritually, right? Emotionally, helping people up because we all kind of fall down and we need that. So I want to close, too, by just going back for a moment and recapping on the verse 
uh, that Mary Ann, Dr. Science, shared with us. And I can read the whole thing. But I want to just tell you that uh, Romans 12, 11, I shared this before and I'm going to share it again, is uh, a verse that I keep next to all of my, my goals. You know, I have a sheet of goals, and I have this verse on there. I have it in the message form. I like um, you know, all the translations at different times. But the message sometimes says something in a different way. But I think in this moment, it really is powerful because Romans 12, 11 says this, never let the fire in your heart go out. Keep it alive serve the Lord. Never let the fire in your heart go out. Keep it alive. Serve the Lord. Wow. Say it with me, will you? Everybody, even in the back row there. Never let the fire in your heart go out. Keep it alive. Serve the Lord. Let's try that again. Never let the fire in your heart go out. Keep it alive. Serve the Lord. Today, and this summer, think about hearts on fire. On the fire of the Holy Spirit, God's fire fills us with his spirit, and God's fire gives us passion, new passion, renewed passion, vision for the future, and most of all, God's love. I want to close with a story. Any basketball fans here? Yeah, all right, good deal. I know we just got done with the NBA finals. I was on vacation, by the way. It's great to be back. It was great to spend time with family. But it's great to be back. But I, I watched, I don't know if you watched the NBA Finals, but one of my favorite players in the NBA is Steph Curry. And I liked him before he was a superstar. So I always liked Steph Curry, not just because he's got the finest shot in the NBA, probably in NBA history, I think now, but, you know, one of the greatest scorers. But uh, just his attitude of uh, being a, a team player, but his faith. And, of course, he uh, not only did the Warriors win the NBA Finals, uh, after they faced adversity, they were really kind of, you know, back in the uh, 17 and 18, really a fabulous team. But then they faced a lot of adversity. And, uh, and so people didn't think they were going to be in it this year because of all the things that happened to them. But um, Steph Curry led them. And even when the Celtics took the first game and everybody kind of wrote him off, he just had a lot of faith and played with all of his heart. He played with uh, passion. He played with vision, and he played with love. And uh, one of the things he credits to is, is his faith. And he wears a, a blue band. Sometimes it's been yellow, but this year it was blue. And it says, in Jesus' name I play. In Jesus' name I play, as in play basketball. But he credits a lot of his faith, which he shares with his teammates, to his mom, Sonia. And he says that he went to church on Sunday and Wednesday, Oh, so everybody used to go to church on Wednesday, Sunday and Wednesday, and get this, and every morning before school at 6 a.m., his mom had Bible study with him. I'll say that again. Every morning at 6 a.m., his mom had Bible study with him. Well, your mom might not have Bible study, but, you know, a parent that prays for you is a great gift, and I challenge all the parents out there, you might not have a budding NBA star, but your prayers make a difference. Your faith, bringing your kids to church makes a difference. So I challenge all of us this summer, and I hope in all the future to be fired up with the Holy Spirit and to have hearts that are on fire that were full of passion, that were full of vision, God's vision for the future, and that were full of love. And all God's people said, amen. amen.